What is up, guys? My name is James, and welcome to Just the Stuff, uh, episode 6, I believe. <laughs> I think it is episode 6. Uh, but yeah, how are you guys doing today? Uh, my name is James, uh, and on this podcast, we talk about Lego, uh, we talk about movies, we talk about Star Wars, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, and so, yes, I it has been a little bit since the last episode, uh, and I'm very sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I... I did not intend for this to happen. I didn't intend for it to be such a long break, uh, but I, to be honest, guys, I just kept putting it off, and I don't, I don't obviously feel good about it, but I kept putting it off and saying, "Hey, I'll just do it next week, or I'll do it tomorrow, or something," and then <laughs> uh, that became a month. So yes, a lot, a lot has happened. Like when I was really writing the show notes for this episode, I was like. Uh, I was thinking back, you know, this has happened, this happened, and I was like, oh my word, I didn't even talk about the end of the Clone Wars, because the Clone Wars, I think, had two episodes left, one or two episodes left, so, yeah, yeah, I think it was two episodes left, so we're going to talk about those two episodes, uh, we've got lots of different stuff, we've got some sad news about Battlefront 2, which I know happened a month ago, uh, but I'm going to talk about it today. Uh, we fi- we've got a fair amount of uh, movie reviews, uh, some TV show reviews, actually, uh, as well as some other things. So let's go ahead and jump right into it with uh, some sad news for Battlefront 2. So uh, Battlefront 2, sadly, uh, got its last update uh, for the game uh, just about a month ago. Um, and it, it was actually a really good update, I think. Uh, it was it was a sad one, obviously, because it was the, one that, the last one. But, I mean, we got Scarif, we got a bunch of hero skins... Uh, we got uh, Capital Supremacy, or just Supremacy. Uh, we got it in the um, original trilogy, which I actually really like it in the original trilogy. Uh, and what else did we get? We got the Shore Troopers, as you can see uh, on screen there. Um, we got uh, a lot of good bug fixes. I'm try- I think that's about it. Uh, so yeah, main thing was Scarif, uh, which Scarif is beautiful. And... It is definitely inspired by the Battlefront 2015 map. It is not a copy and paste, which is amazing. Uh, so, I mean, I love the map. Uh, and so today I just wanted to do a quick uh, reminiscing on some of my memories of the game. Uh, I've played this game since the beta. Uh, so basically I'm just going to go through kind of like start. Uh, so I still remember that uh, that amazing day uh, in uh, June of two. 2017, sorry, 2017, uh, EA Play, so, uh, EA Play basically is happening, and we are gonna get, uh, Battlefront 2, and they're gonna play on the Theed map, which I was so excited for, uh, the first map is still one of my favorite maps, uh, and I still remember watching live streams of people playing it, and how stunning it was, and just how, like, how advanced it was compared to the last Battlefront, and, and seeing, like, Darth Maul run around, and, you know, uh, droids versus clones, and it was amazing, and also looking back at the footage, it's like, it was such a different game, you know, obviously it was the same game, but, like, the way it looked, like, it's just so much different than it does now, uh, but it was still mind-bogglingly amazing back then, uh, so, I mean, that was, pr- that was my first exposure to Battlefront, I mean, obviously, like, I had seen videos, you know, when they'd confirm, you know, this hero is coming to the game, and yeah, that entire build-up was just amazing to the game, I just remember how anticipated I was, uh, be, uh, to, to play the beta, and, uh, so I pre-ordered the 
Elite Trooper Deluxe Edition, which got you two extra skins uh, and unlocked you a couple weapons and stuff at the start of the game. So I decided to go with the most expensive one. Uh, then I still remember. So uh, I was in school then, and so I remember waking up. Uh, well, first off, I remember waking up super early to play the beta. I would wake up at like 5 a.m. to play the beta for two hours. And uh, and then playing it a bunch after school, so that I mean that that's some of the best experiences I've had. And it was only two maps. It was Theed and Takodana, and there may have been a Starfighter map, but I didn't play that. Uh, but there were yeah, I just played the two maps over and over again. And then I still remember the launch day. I I woke up and I went down to my computer, and I remember uh, yeah, I think it was the launch day. Yeah, so. And I was just kind of looking at YouTube, and I kind of, like, completely forgot uh, that the game <laughs> had come out on that day, I think. And uh, I remember, you know, going to my YouTube feed and seeing somebody's video, and it was, like, a little little bit of Kashyyyk, the Kashyyyk map, which we hadn't even really seen much up to this point. And that map was just stunning. I mean, it was just... Like, it, the graphics on that map are still amazing. I mean, I think over the couple years, I've definitely, like, I mean, I've just kind of gotten over, like, bored of the map a little bit. But it's still an amazing map, and that was my first kind of uh, realization of how insane this game would be. And, obviously, we had launch, uh, which the uh, whole entire loot box system, I still think it was horrible that they did that. But I really had a positive vibe with the launch. I mean, there was so much content there. Uh, that I just ignored all that stuff, and uh, but when they decided to change it, they removed it very quickly, which I, I thought was definitely a great idea. Uh, I do think it was pretty dumb that the heroes were locked behind like credits, because uh, I just don't like see a reason why I kind of play as my favorite uh, Star Wars hero. But I mean, you know, very quickly after grinding <laughs> very hard, I unlocked that, uh, unlocked all my heroes. And, uh, so, yeah, shortly after, I unlocked all my heroes, and then, I mean, it was just, from there on, the game had a little bit of a slow period, obviously, because they were working on overhauling the entire progression system, which I think if they hadn't done that, then we wouldn't have even gotten anything close to Scaria for Clone Wars or anything like that. I think the game definitely would have ended, like, after that next summer, because, yeah, the game was, I mean, it was rough then. Like, I remember... It was just, we didn't get, so we got Crate, which I love Crate. I think that's one of my favorite maps, too. Uh, but that stuff was done. I mean, that stuff was done, I think, before the game. But I still really like that update. That was good. You know, we got Finn. Uh, we got Phasma. Not my two favorite heroes, uh, but both, like, pretty solid. Uh, they've definitely grown on me over time. Um, and then... I remember in January, I think it was, or in January, February kind of go together for me, but I still remember uh, how hype everyone got when they announced Aiden's TIE Fighter as a hero starfighter ship. Like, I didn't even, I don't even know if I played it, but I just remembered, like, that was, like, crazy. It was like, oh my word, we're getting, actually getting content. Uh, so that was, I remember that. Uh, we got the Bespin map from the last game ported over, which I love that map from the last game, so... Uh, that was nice to have. Uh, then the progression system we got, which completely changed everything. Uh, and we got a whole bunch of skins, uh, a lot of good skins, yeah. Uh, famously, we got uh, Wounded Chewie, 
Yay. <laughs> I, I, I remember, yeah, so that's the skin with band, the Chewie has a bandage, and it's the cheapest skin in the game. That's the first one I bought. <laughs> I had all these credits, and I was like, you know what, let's just buy, like, Chewie. And I bought the one of the Lando ones, I think. Uh, and then I remember uh, in that summer, uh, I decided I would, uh, or no, what am I talking about? <laughs> uh, they released a solo season. Which, yes, was disappointing, because uh, we didn't get really any heroes or anything, but we got a whole bunch of skins, which those skins are amazing, uh, besides the uh, the voice actor for Lando Calrissian. He's not the best. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. The skins look cool, though. Uh, and then, uh, what else happened? We, oh, yeah, we got the Kessel. We got Kessel as a map. Uh, that was pretty insane. I like that map. Uh, we got Extraction, which I love from the last game, so br glad they brought it back. But it was just disappointing that they never did anything with that mode. It literally only had two maps over the life, uh, the, the span of the game, so that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, but let's see, what else? So yeah, oh, oh, yeah, the big day. I remember June... Uh, uh, sometime in June, whenever EA Play is, uh, we had heard that maybe Battlefront would be there, maybe they'd announce something small, and I, I'm gonna be honest, I was, I don't think I was, like, able to watch it, I think it was in the car or something, uh, when it actually happened, so I remember, like, kinda having it on my phone, and I was watching it, and, you know, Dennis Branville came up, and then he just starts dropping all these Clone Wars things, and I just flipped out. I mean, I just was so excited. Uh, you know, we got Obi-Wan, Anakin, uh, Grievous, Dooku, uh, Geonosis, uh, Conquest, or what would become Supremacy. Uh, and that was kind of a bright future for uh, Battlefront. And so over the next couple months, you know, we got some clone skins. Then uh, we, got o uh, we got Grievous, who was super buggy at the at uh the beginning but still like really fun like even if he was buggy he was it was so crazy how like how well they made him uh then we got obi-wan and uh geonosis which some people don't like geonosis i love that map that map's great uh obi-wan i think he's good he's not the strongest hero he's definitely more defensive but he's pretty good um then oh yeah then we got uh anakin and uh dooku which, dude, I got, I gotta admit, like, <laughs> Dooku, Dooku is decent, but like, Anakin was just so overpowered. Uh, I just remember, I think I got like a, 18 man, uh, multi kill one time, maybe in Galactic Assault, so I pretty much wiped out the entire map. Uh, like, he was just OP, you know, with those four abilities, because pretty much it would take like two seconds for your middle ability to charge up, and then you killed the entire lobby but i think he's at a balanced state right now which is good um but yeah so then we uh then what else happened so we got them oh yeah we got oh yeah this was probably one of the most hype days i would say is when we got conquest or why do i keep saying conquest uh we got supremacy uh and we got the arc trooper and we got the commando droid those were so unexpected there had been some like kind of leaks that maybe we'd be getting them or teases but we didn't really know we were getting them until the day they announced them which was awesome uh those guys are still some of my favorite reinforcements uh, and so, yeah, we got those. I, I still remember just grinding that game mode, even with one map. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, going up in the ship and 
you know, it's a it was a long game mode, but it was very fun. Uh, really immersed you in Star Wars. Uh, then over the next couple months, we got the respective maps for the Clone Wars. I'd say my favorite Clone Wars supremacy map is probably Theed, uh, followed by uh, Felucia. Actually, uh, it's Felucia and Theed are kind of tied, but we'll get on to Felucia in a minute. Uh, but yeah, so then we got Felucia. Uh, we got the Clone... Oh, yeah, yeah, wait. Over the summer, we got the Droidica and the TX-130 tank. Both Love both of those. I think it's just insane how they were able to build a Droidica. Uh, it, I don't think it's the strongest reinforcement, but it's definitely one of the most fun to play as, just to run around and whatnot. Uh, and let's see, what else? Uh, then, oh yeah, then in August, I think it was, we got uh, the amazing uh, reinforcement of the Clone Commando. I'm going to say he's my favorite reinforcement just because he's like so tanky and it's just so much fun to like be a clone commando. Uh, and so, yeah, those were a lot of fun. We got Felucia, which I wish we could have gotten it for Galactic Assault. Uh, but that's, a you know, it's okay. It's still an amazing map. Uh, I mean, a, a planet that you kind of, I mean, you think, yeah, it's, it's Felucia, it's cool. It hasn't really appeared much. I mean, it appeared in the Clone Wars a little bit, obviously a little bit in Episode 3, but they just did something insane with that map, and it just it just looks amazing. Uh, and, oh, we got co-op, the co-op mode, which is a lot of fun if you just want to, like, uh, kick back and just, like, mess around and whatnot. It's obviously, like, against bots, but, like, it's a lot of fun just to mess around in that game mode. Um, and that brought us into uh, December, uh which is the Rise of Skywalker update. Uh, I still uh, love loved that update. Uh, that was that was really when I thought the game would keep going for a while. Uh, I really thought it would have at least a year of support because uh, the Celebration Edition sold super well, and so I thought we would have... Uh, I thought we would at least uh, get some more support than we did, but uh, that was still a lot of fun. Uh, BB-8 and BB-9E, like, you, when I heard they were making them, I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that, but they are a lot of fun. Uh, I think BB-9E is not very powerful, but BB-8 is actually a pretty strong hero. Uh, and then we got Ajon Kloss, which is a really fun map. Uh, we got Supremacy for the... Uh, for the sequel trilogy, uh, so the First Order ships and the uh, Resistance ships, those are a lot of fun to play in. Um, what else did we get? Oh, we got the Sith Troopers. Uh, we got the First Order Jet Troopers, which both of those might be some of my favorite reinforcements as well, up there with the Clone Commando. Uh, we got um, the the Resistance Gunner and the Kfex Spy, I think it's called. Uh, those are two fun reinforcements. Uh, and yeah, what else? Oh yeah, so then we got the original trilogy stuff, uh, so we got, uh, before this we got co-op, we got the Ewok Hunter and the ISB Agent. The ISB Agent, I don't, I just don't like that thing, I'm sorry. Uh, but the Ewok Hunter's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much all, <laughs> I just went over the pretty much entire, like, lifespan of the game, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think... If I were to want a cut, like, what things I would have wanted in the game, I think Ahsoka is definitely up there, uh, and I think Coruscant is definitely up there. Uh, that is probably my favorite planet, so really wish we could have gotten that, but I'm still so proud of what the game uh, became. And I do hope they make a Battlefront 3. Don't know if it's going to happen. Hopefully they do. Uh, 
but yeah, so yeah, f uh, favorite mode has to be uh, Galactic Assault. Uh, but yeah, also one thing I want to talk about on this Battlefront 2, probably one of my mo uh, fondest memories, uh, is over the like past couple months, uh, me and Eggy Egghead, you guys might know him, uh, Grant, uh, we competed in the Battlefront World Cup. Uh, so it was a tournament that Sammy Boy ran uh, with Battlefront Duels, and uh, it was basically a 2v2 tournament uh, So in Hero Showdown. So that was so much fun. Uh, we, we only won a couple rounds, obviously, because we're not like pro players, but I'd say we're definitely like better than the average player. Uh, and I definitely would have liked to see a competitive scene for Battlefront, because, uh, I mean, yeah, I think uh, the hero modes, like me and Grant, like, we did pretty good. Uh, um, we obviously could have done better, but uh, I think if there was a Galactic Assault tournament, I think I would definitely be at least decent at that, uh, so that's definitely a bummer that we didn't get that. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic, which is actually another Star Wars video game, Star Wars Squadron. So the, by the time you're watching this, most likely the game will probably have already been revealed. Uh, but basically this was rumored for a long time as this Project Maverick or something like that. And uh, then it, it was announced that it is a Starfighter uh, mode. Uh, this is actually, this is the rumor part. So it's a Starfighter uh, uh, kind of... Uh, game and so it's gonna have single player elements focus on multiplayer though so uh, some single player but a lot of multiplayer um, it will be set obviously in this era the galactic civil war um, it will uh, come out this fall which is exciting uh, and it'll be a bit of a smaller game than obviously like battlefront 2 or anything so this game obviously we'll have to see what the trailer looks like on monday by the on the time i'm filming this is saturday so Sadly, you know, y'all probably will already know what it's like, uh, but yeah. So I mean, I mean, we'll have to see what the trailer uh, shows. But I'm I'm excited for it. Obviously, it's a new Star Wars game. I just I'm not over the you know I'm just not super overjoyed for it just because I don't love the Starfighter combat. But I think it's definitely gonna be a fun game. I'll take any new Star Wars game we get. Uh, <laughs> speaking of another Star Wars game, I know it is kind of crazy that we're getting all these Star Wars games. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So this was requested uh, that I talk about this uh, by someone on my last live stream. Can't remember, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this game uh, I'm very excited for. Uh, I played <laughs> the complete saga so much as a kid. Uh, that game <laughs> has a special place in my heart. Uh, and so yeah, I, I just love this game. Uh, or these like type of Lego Star Wars games. Uh, and I'm very excited to play this one. Uh, I think it's just going to be Lego Star Wars Complete Saga, like, on steroids. So, uh, yeah, definitely super excited for it. I don't really know what to say about it. Like, uh, we've gotten lots of different heroes confirmed. Uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Like, this is the first one that we've actually gotten where it's all three trilogies, which is cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I have to really say about that. Uh, here's a little topic I don't have a picture for, but the Monkey Kid sets were revealed. Uh, and the only one I'm really interested in is the ship. So if you guys know the big ship, uh, which conveniently is the most expensive one, which means I'm probably not going to buy it. <laughs> but if I had to pick one of them, I'd say uh, that the big ship or the Monkey Kid HQ or it's something like that. But yeah, that's I definitely like how that set looks. And I think the whole theme in general, like some people have been calling it the Ninjago Killer. And I think there's definitely a chance it could become more popular than Ninjago. I think if I had to get into one theme, I would get into Monkey Kid over Ninjago. 
but yeah, I like the builds. I just like the how interesting they are, and they also have some cool new pieces to them. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to really say about the Monkey Kid. Uh, moving in, uh, moving on to some more cool sets here. We have the Haunted House. So this one was actually revealed, I think, like pretty shortly after uh, I posted our last podcast. Uh, so it's a bit of an old one, but uh, so yeah, this is the next Creator Expert kind of set. Uh, and so I really like this set personally. Uh, I can't remember the price. I think it's like two fifty or something. So I definitely won't be buying it. <laughs> it's got like over three thousand pieces though, which is kind of cool. And it has like a little drop feature, uh, so it's like a carnival ride. But yeah, I think it's really cool. I need to be able to like see it in person. Uh, so yeah, I, I like it though. Uh, moving on to some more sets, we have the Avengers sets. So this first one is the one I'm most interested in. It is the Avengers Tower. So I'm always sad that I missed out on the Avengers Age of Ultron Avengers Tower. So I think there's a chance I might get this one if it's on like some sort of clearance. Uh, but it comes with tons of minifigures, uh, like three different Iron Mans, a Black Widow, some AIM agents, and Red Skull. And it basically adds like a couple more floors than the last Avengers Tower, I think. So it definitely looks cool. Uh, I, I also just love how they build the Avengers A. It looks really good. That's just kind of random, but it does. Uh, so yeah, that's all I really have to say about that set. I like it a lot. Uh, the other one that I'm kind of interested in is the Helicarrier. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna buy it, but I might get a couple minifigs from it because Captain Marvel specifically. Uh, uh, yeah, if you guys see it right above where the a, the set number is, you see her right there with her helmet mold. That helmet uh, kind of mold is insane with her hair popping out from like the Captain Marvel movie. I really like that. Uh, overall, the set's cool. I don't think it's the best. I don't think I'm the target uh, target uh, like audience for it, but I think it looks cool. Yeah. I definitely would maybe consider buying it. Definitely going to try to get some of the minifigures from it, though. Moving on to something you guys are probably more interested in is a couple Star Wars sets that got revealed. Actually, a whole new theme. Uh, they are called Brick Sketches. Uh, so along with these two, there are also a uh, Joker one and a Batman one. So the Batman one doesn't look very good. The Joker one looks pretty good. Uh, these are the two Star Wars ones that we know we are getting. Uh, the Stormtrooper, I think, looks decent. I don't think it looks amazing. I think everything up until, like, the bottom, like, where his, like, kind of chin is, I don't think the chin looks very good, but maybe it looks better in person. Uh, I think the BB-8 actually looks pretty solid. Uh, and, yeah, these sets are interesting uh, because when they got revealed, they didn't come with a price, so I thought they were going to be 10 bucks. so I was like, yeah, I'll probably snag them, just like Brickheads, you know, pick them up. Uh, whatnot they're 20 bucks so i will not be buying this at full price uh i think it's definitely a ripoff I, I just i don't understand why lego would price these at 20 bucks when there will be brickheads that are 10 dollars right to the left and i would definitely go for the brickheads uh so not a big fan of those but some other star wars sets that sort of have gotten revealed i'm not going to post any pictures here but you know you can find them places uh basically we, the entire summer wave got revealed, so uh, we have the uh, we have the AAT, which is uh, a Clone Wars variant of the AAT, and I was excited for the set. I thought it'd just you know maybe come with a, like a clone and uh, some droids, but it came with something like some things a lot better than that. So not only did we get some droids, we got a really good clone. We got the Ahsoka 332nd clone. 
which oh, I love that figure so much. Uh, and yeah, obviously with the Ahsoka painted helmet on, which looks amazing. Uh, then we actually got Ahsoka Tano herself from the new season of the Clone Wars, which her her head mold they use shock tees, so I don't think it looks perfect, but it definitely looks really good I think so I would definitely be buying at least one of those on day one maybe even two we'll have to see uh, what else what other sets did we get oh yeah we got the uh, what is it called uh, the night buzzard so the the Knights of Ren ship I really like that thing I was a little worried of how how like cheap it was I was worried that the build wouldn't be very good but the builds very good uh, and one other set probably the least favorite set uh, is General Grievous Starfighter. So uh, basically the set is the exact same as the last one and it is $80. <laughs> so that's really dumb. I think that's one of Lego's worst pricing, like most overpriced things I've ever seen. N not even in recent years, just ever seen in general. Uh, I don't, it's, when you look at it, it's not $80. And I would kind of understand it maybe <laughs> if it had a phase two Commander Cody. But it just came with some random airborne trooper. So, yeah, definitely a bummer that it's actually not, like, you know, like, it's definitely not Commander Cody, and it is not worth $80. And I think almost everyone can agree on that. Uh, then we have, what other sets? Oh, yeah, we have the an actual Galaxy's Edge set. So it's like a resistance transport. Uh, pretty cool. We don't know the price on it at the moment, I don't think, so... That is interesting, but I think it's just cool that we're getting a Galaxy's Edge set, and I really like the minifigures from it. Uh, it's like Vi Marathi, which is the person who's actually like at Galaxy's Edge, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and we're also getting the Final Duel uh, re-release, sort of. Uh, so you guys might remember a couple years back we got that set, uh, basically Emperor's Throne Room. Uh, where, you know, Darth Vader and Luke fight in Return of the Jedi. So we are getting that set kind of re-released, but also kind of just with some improvements. So it's definitely weird that we are getting that set. Uh, but I think it's kind of exciting. It's definitely cool. I might consider buying it. We'll have to see. Uh, but let's see. Moving on to, I th yeah, I think our last set, which actually got officially revealed, is... The AAT or ATAT. Uh, this and the 501st Battle Pack are the only ones we have officially. So I like the AT or AA. Wait, sorry, ATAT. Sorry, I'm talking all too fast there. I like the ATAT. I think it's obviously a cool set. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to buy it because I think it's 160, 170. I already have the ATM6 at the moment. Uh, so I might buy this once it goes down in price a little bit, but probably not at that full price. I don't know. I'll have to see it uh, to change my mind, but I like it a lot. I think it's the best looking AT-AT by far that we've ever gotten. So that is it for set reveals. Um, now we're moving on to Star Wars, The Clone Wars. So I believe last time I talked about it, this, how many episodes did we have left? I think we had two episodes left. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and straight up say that the last four episodes of The Clone Wars are some of the best Star Wars content ever. Uh, I truly believe that. I count them as a film now. I will begin, I will maybe add them to my ranking. I'll have to see about that. But, uh, yeah, I think the four Clone Wars, the last four Clone Wars episodes might be my number one, uh, of all of Star Wars. And, I mean, I just enjoy it so much and it's... I mean, I just don't even know how to describe 
the emotions I felt uh, during the Order 66 scene. Uh, I was very, very, very close to tears. Uh, I believe I shed a couple tears right as Rex uh, was about to attempt to kill Ahsoka. And, I mean, just the emotion you hear when he says, find Fives, you know, find him. And you just, like, feel that. Just, like, right in... Uh, Fives is also just one of my favorite clones. And so calling him back like that is just is just amazing. Uh, I I definitely got to give a shout out to Kevin Kiner uh, and his sons. Uh, they they did something truly special uh, with the music uh, in the in this last season. Uh, I shout out to actually another YouTube channel. I want you guys to go check out Kessel Run Transmissions. He did an interview uh, Corey and Michael MGF. They did an interview with Kevin Kiner and his uh, sons about the music for the Clone Wars. Definitely go check that out if you if you guys want uh, some more insight into what it was like creating the music for the se season. But, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I mean, the music, the visuals, uh, this is some of the greatest looking animation I've ever seen. I, I think it is the greatest animation I've ever seen. Uh, and, I mean, Ahsoka just, like, I mean, just f saying she's not going to kill her her like her friends they were her friends literally like 10 minutes ago they were her friends and now they're trying to murder her and uh rex as he has to gun down his brothers and and he just in that final episode when he goes up to uh he goes up to ahsoka and he said he's just like i, I don't know if i can do this you know and uh, I think the final scene, obviously, uh, or one of the, close to the final scene of the Clone Wars, when we get uh, when we get Ahsoka and there are all the the spikes with the uh, clone helmets on them. Uh, that was, I believe, I was crying then, and that's when it settled into me that the greatest TV show of all time is over forever. Uh, and it's, I mean, I'm just getting chills thinking about it right now, because uh, I mean. I do believe this is the greatest TV show ever. Uh, I grew up with the show, uh, and when it was canceled, it was shocking. Uh, and But the fact that, I mean, it was such a blessing that we were able to get these la this whole entire last season. And, I mean, as I think about it, uh, the, the Bad Batch, I rewatched it just a couple weeks ago. Such a fun arc. It, it, I mean, I've seen a lot of people say this, and I have to agree with them. It is just pure Clone Wars fun. Uh, it, I mean, you just get a lot of clone action. You get some Jedi action. get some clones beaten, some Separatists. I mean, it's just amazing. And, and I really wish we could have gotten more Bad Batch uh, uh, throughout the series. Uh but then also thinking about the Ahsoka walkabout arc, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I, I didn't really love it. Uh, it definitely wasn't my favorite arc, but it definitely wasn't my least favorite arc. Uh, it really had some necessary building uh, building of Ahsoka's character in it, uh, and my, quite possibly my favorite line uh, from this uh, whole season has to be uh, from Ahsoka, and it, I don't know if it'll be word for word, but uh, I believe she said something like, uh, somebody asked why you help people, and she says, like, when I help people, I just, like, I just help them, like, I just, I just do it, like, I, there's nothing else to it, and, and so, I mean, that really stuck with me, uh, obviously a powerful message, uh, and it's just, this series throughout is just so amazing, uh, there are definitely not some episodes that aren't the best, but overall, it is just amazing, I mean, huge shout-outs, just to, I mean, 
just to everybody, you know, just Dave Filoni, George Lucas. This is the last Star Wars, uh, at least for a while, that George Lucas has his fingerprints all over. Uh, Dave Filoni, uh, I just, uh, I mean, that guy, he's just such a visionary. Uh, uh, Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano, uh, just transformed the simple uh, character into something, I mean, one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. Uh uh, Sam Witwer's Darth Maul, oh my word, uh, I mean, Darth Maul, I mean, in The Phantom Menace, he was such a cool character, and then he just got killed off, but then he just brought so much to this character, and, I mean, Darth Maul, one of my favorite Star Wars villains, uh, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, he, he, you know, he obviously was inspired by Hayden Christensen, but he made his own character out of it, and, I mean, it, it feels 100% Anakin, but 100% his own thing. Uh, and same with uh, James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just amazing, amazing, amazing work. Uh, I mean, just the, he just became Obi-Wan. Uh, and Bradley D. Baker giving these simple uh, clones that all have the same face that should not be different. Shouldn't They should all be the same. And, and in Episode 3, we really see that. They're all the same. But he brought so much life and character to these like characters, you know, and I mean, Captain Rex, one of my favorite characters of all time. Not even just in Star Wars, of all time. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's it's not even funny. I mean, he he did all the voices for the Bad Batch, yet they feel so different than the clones, but they're also like so similar to the clones. I I just this series, uh, it's just it's perfect. I mean. I, you know, it's not perfect, obviously. Nothing is perfect, but it is as close to perfect Star Wars as we're going to get. Uh, Clone Wars is my favorite era, uh, and this TV show brought something crazy to the table, and I think it took a lot of risks, and a lot of those risks paid off, and I think, uh, I mean, there's never going to be anything like it. I really don't think there will be, uh, and, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, it's amazing, and, uh, yeah, so that that was kind of my. <laughs> I know that was just a long uh, segment of me just talking about Clone Wars, but you guys don't understand how much it means to me and how amazing it is. And if you have not watched it, if you have not watched it, please, please go watch it. I mean, it is. I would say it's necessary viewing for a Star Wars fan, like a hundred percent. Like you are not gonna have the complete storyline if you do not watch every single episode of the Clone Wars. So yes, that is my recommendation for you guys. Go watch the Clone Wars. Amazing stuff. Uh, okay, so with the Clone Wars over, we're going to go ahead and move on to some more Star Wars content. Uh, the Mandalorian uh, documentary, the Disney Gallery uh, Mandalorian documentary. So this has been going on for seven weeks, I believe. Uh, at the time of filming this, the seventh one kind of just came out. Uh, so yeah, they've been like cool. I Obviously, I don't think they're like as you know as insane as the actual Mandalorian, but... It's cool to see like all the stuff that has been happening with the Mandalorian and uh, like behind the scenes and everything, you know, uh, from what the score creating the score was like uh, to uh, the amazing and super advanced technology that they're using on the set of the movie. Uh, or I, I mean, it seems like it's on the set of a movie. It's just a TV show, though. But I mean, yeah, it's I like it. It's really fun. Uh, if you guys aren't watching it, I think it's definitely interesting. And I'm I'm like really I really enjoy filmmaking and the craft of filmmaking a lot. So for me, I really enjoy watching uh, behind the scenes stuff and how they created that visual effect and stuff like that. Uh, so if that's not your thing, I 
guess you don't have to watch it, but the episodes are pretty short to the point where, like, if you just put it on the background, like, I think you should do that. It's it's a lot of fun to still do that. So, yeah, that that is that. Uh, moving on to something pretty insane, guys. The Snyder Cut is happening. Uh, so, I mean, this, this was insane. Uh, so, basically... I can't remember, I think it was a couple weeks ago, maybe, uh, at the time I was filming this, but a couple weeks ago, Zack Snyder was doing a Man of Steel rewatch, uh, and there had been some loose rumors going around that maybe he'd reveal the Snyder Cut soon, something would be happening with the Snyder Cut, and I had been like, eh, okay, maybe, I won't believe it until he says it. So, at the end of the rewatch, or close to the end, they brought uh, Henry Cavill on, obviously Superman, because it's his movie. And so people were like, eh, okay, you know, maybe something's going to happen, or maybe he's just popping in, you know, he could just be popping in. And uh, so basically, uh, he, you know, they get a bunch of fans in the chat, uh, or in like the Zoom call with them, and it's that's super cool. And then one fan, which I think, obviously this was like staged before, but it was still really cool. One fan goes, you know, hey, Zach, when, when's the Snyder Cut happening? Or when are you going to release the Snyder Cut? And he's like, eh, you know what? I mean, it exists, you know. I, j- I just don't know how we would release it. And then he shows off this image uh, coming to HBO Max next year. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, so I'd say Justice League was one of I mean, I was so hyped for that movie. Uh, the, the ad campaign was amazing. And then we saw the movie, and it was like, wait, really? Is that that's not the same movie I saw in the trailers? And we were right, cause they, cause Warner Brothers decided, let's bring in Josh Whedon and ruin the movie. So basically, if you guys don't know the story, uh, Zack Snyder was the director of the film, and he was doing great, you know, doing his stuff. And then he had a family tragedy happen, uh, which is super sad, and. Uh, basically, instead of saying, hey, you can take some time off and then we'll pick it back up, we're delaying the movie a little bit, Warner Brothers said, hey, we're sticking to this release date. If you don't make it, we're hiring somebody else. And they hired somebody else. They hired Josh Whedon uh, to come in because they were like, oh, yeah, this guy did The Avengers. It'll be a good movie now. And he reshot, I think, like three-fourths of the movie. Uh, I think Zack Snyder said what we got in theaters was about a fourth of his work. Uh, so it's a pretty much completely different movie, uh, and I know people will say that, but it's, like, legit, it's a different movie, uh, so this, I mean, there are so many deleted scenes, I mean, I'm so excited, I mean, I wouldn't even classify them as deleted scenes, it's, like, deleted entire plot lines, like, yeah, I am hyped out of my mind, uh, I mean, it's coming next year, so there there are rumors that it's either gonna be, like, a six-part document, one of my documentary six part uh like series uh, episodic series or just a four hour long movie uh so i am hoping for the four hour long movie because uh, i think that'd just be more fun uh but i think they're probably going to do the six part uh episode because they want to keep their viewers on but i don't know i'm i'm just so excited for it whatever way they release it i'll be there i'm watching it and yeah so that is something i didn't expect but it happened uh, also, something that just kind of broke last night uh, is that Tenet got delayed another two weeks uh, to July 31st, and sadly, Wonder Woman got delayed to October 2nd. Uh, so, the reason why they delayed Wonder Woman is because then Tenet and Wonder Woman would be two weeks away from each other, and they're both Warner Brothers films, so you can't do that. But still, a big bummer. Uh, I didn't expect them to delay Wonder Woman again. I expected maybe a sh- slight push for Tenet, but not a massive one like what happened. But 
uh, like a massive one for Wonder Woman, I mean, but yeah, so that's a little something interesting. Obviously, not the end of the world. We'll survive. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to uh, some movies uh, here. Uh, so starting off with our first movie review, uh, this one I actually watched, I think, the day uh, the day after I recorded the last episode, but basically The Banker. Uh, so you guys probably haven't heard of this movie. Being honest, you probably haven't. Uh, this one came out on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, so Apple TV+, Plus, one of the most, like, Eh, one of the, I'd say one of the worst streaming services, but I mean, it's got some good stuff. Uh, so, The Banker, uh, it has uh, Nicholas Holt, Anthony Mackie, Nia Long, Samuel L. Jackson in there. Uh, Anthony Mackie is our lead. Uh, he is uh, like an investor who moves to L.A., and uh, it, is, it is about his story of how he kind of uh, uses Nicholas Holt's character uh, to kind of... Uh, like they, him and Samuel Jackson, Nicholas Holt, all create this massive uh, real estate empire in L.A. And it's it's a pretty good movie. I I don't think it's obviously I don't think it's the best movie. I think my only complaint with it is like it doesn't do anything innovating. You know, it doesn't like it doesn't you know kind of break the fourth wall if that makes sense. And obviously every movie doesn't have to do that. And that's why this movie's good. And but I think if it wanted to get to that great tier, it needed to do something more and more special with the cinematography or special with the uh with you know how the plots and whatnot. But uh it's inspired by a true story, which is cool and I definitely think it was it was good. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Uh in if you have Apple T V plus I'd say go get it. Uh but or if you have Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, definitely watch it. But if you don't have Apple TV Plus, I'd say get it and watch a couple things and then cancel it. Uh, but yeah, this movie, pretty good. Uh, I'd give it a probably 7.5 out of 10. Uh, again, nothing crazy. Definitely not great, but it's good. Uh, moving on to another movie, a little retro review here. Argo, starring Ben Affleck. Uh, so you guys are probably like, hey, James, why are you reviewing this movie? This movie came out 8 years ago. And yes, it did. It came out in 2012, <laughs> as you can see there, uh, October uh, 12th, <laughs> 2012. So yes, <laughs> bit of an old movie. Don't make fun of me, guys. Uh, but yeah, this is a movie I have I have heard only good things about, and just got around to watching it now. Uh, and I loved it. Oh my word! If you guys have not seen this movie, go watch it. Uh, so it stars Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck, sorry, and it is directed by Ben Affleck, uh, which is crazy, uh, and so basically it is a story about, uh, in Iran, these six, uh, so basically the USMC gets, like, taken over, uh, by protesters, and six, uh, like, people who work at the embassy escape, and they're stuck in Iran, and they're hiding at the Canadian Prime Minister's house, and so the CIA, uh, Ben Affleck's character works for the CIA, and they're trying to figure out a plan on how they're going to get these people out because the people, the Iranians, don't know that they're there, but they uh, are trying to get the people out. And he comes up with the idea to create a fake movie, uh, and they're going to go ahead and say that they are all like a fil film uh, crew that are scouting uh, for locations. And it's just such a fun, like, it's so cool to see them, like, they convinced, and it's a true story, they literally convinced all of Hollywood that this movie called Argo is coming out, and it's going to be the sci-fi fantasy, you know, kind of like Star Wars, and, and they convinced all these people, and they had, like, an actual, like, film set up, and, like, you know, 
they had the production was running on it and they and and then they obviously spoiler alert everybody escapes obviously because the plan works well uh but i kind of like knew that everyone would escape uh safely i just kind of assumed that uh and i've heard the story before uh but like the scene where they're like barely escaping is really intense uh so argo i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten it's really good uh i top that uh, top 25 movies maybe of all time at least top 50 it, definitely good stuff if you guys haven't watched it, i know it's an old one but definitely 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 go watch it if you have not seen that one Okay, moving on to, oh boy, some more movie reviews that I am definitely going to get some hate for not seeing. The Pirates movies. Guys, I know I haven't seen them until now. So, whoa, the Pirates movies, they're good. <laughs> and so here's the thing, like, I knew they were good, but, but like, I just never watched them. Like, I think maybe I watched them as a kid. I definitely don't remember them. I remember going on the ride at Disney World, but I just don't remember watching them. So they've been on Disney Plus for since it came out, but I just never watched them. And I was, I had a bunch of people recommend them to me, and I was like, you know what, I just got to do it. And I just binged all three, and I loved them. So Curse of the Black Pearl, the first one, that's my favorite one for sure. Uh, it's one of the, I don't know, I mean, it's also, again, like, top 25 of all time now I, I loved it it's such just a fun swashbuckling adventure uh you have johnny depp as your lead obviously it's jack sparrow such a fun and funny character uh but also like just like kind of cool too uh you have uh, uh jeffrey rush which i believe he plays captain babosa uh and i like this character a lot i think he's pretty cool orlando bloom uh plays jack turner uh which is he's such a cool character like just he's just like a cool pirate sailor dude like him a lot uh which also he plays uh oh my word i'm blanking on his name from lord of the rings uh oh my word oh my word uh elf dude oh my word i don't know guys make fun of me in the comments i know who it is uh and then you have kira knightley knightley i believe who plays elizabeth elizabeth swan uh who is, uh, I like her character a lot, too, she's, I like her, because, like, she just, like, kind of, like, doesn't take crap from anybody, you know, and I think that's cool, uh, and, yeah, so, the first one, 9 out of 10, it's so good, and I think part of the reason why the first one is better, uh, for me than the next two, is I like how grounded the first one was, it had, you know, opposite elements of, like, you know, like, the, uh, kind of, you know, the Kraken and, like, Davy Jones, but that, I kind of liked the first one, because it was just kind of a Pirates movie, like, uh, and it wasn't so, you know, like, weird, kind of, like, fish and, you know, all that stuff, uh, and I liked how the world was so small, but in the second and third one, so the second one, Dead Man's Chest, that's my second favorite one, uh, the mythology, if you want to say, is expanded, uh, and we get, uh, Again, another fun adventure with uh, Johnny Depp uh, and the rest of the cast. Uh, and, yeah, again, loved it a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I like Davy Jones' character. I, th I was a little confused uh, with, the, with all the plot lines. I may have not been paying attention super closely, but I was a little confused with some of the plot lines, like with the whole... Uh, uh, West India Trade or East India Trading Company. I was a little confused with like their alliances with Davy Jones, but I kind of understood it in the third one. But yeah, I really like this one a lot. Uh, so this one probably eight, eight and a half out of ten. 
third one, third one, definitely the worst one. And it's not like the worst one. It's not the worst thing ever. I just think it hurts it because it's way too long. It really is. It's I think it's a th three hour, maybe like two forty nine. It's close to three hours. I know that. And some three-hour movies work, like, uh, for example, Avengers Endgame, that works. But this, it's just, I mean, you start off, and I was so confused, because it has a, I think it has a pretty big time jump, and I'm like, wait, uh, where, why are they in, like, tai, Taiwan, like, I, or Taiwan, I don't, I was like, huh, like, wh why are we here? And then they go back, and it, it's just a little confusing. Uh, I think Babosa's character coming back was cool, I like that. The whole, like, Jack Sparrow in Davy Jones' locker was, like, just weird. Like, with the multiple, like, Jack Sparrows that was, like, his illusion in his mind. Like, that stuff was weird. And I think that just was too, like, played out. Like, I think it was too long. And I think it should have just been a short, you know, quick uh, scene. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, I think it's still fun. I think it's definitely... Uh, still a good movie, uh, so this one's probably going to be knocked back for me for like seven and a half. I also do have to admit that Final Battle is a lot of fun uh, and very interesting how uh, um, William Turner has to like now be the captain of the, uh, what is it called, the Flying Dutchman forever, which is kind of crazy. So I do have the last two to watch. With I, I've heard the fourth one is pretty horrible, and the fifth one is not very good, but it's decent. So the fifth, the fourth one, I'm in kind of watching it right now. It's decent. It's not the best, but yeah, I'm kind of like halfway through it. It's okay. It's just definitely worse than the other ones. Uh, and I, I mean, I was inspired by it to watch these because uh, a report came out that uh, Karen Gillan would be playing. Uh, uh, or she'd be starring in the new rebooted Pirates franchise, which is cool. So I wanted to watch all of them before they reboot it. So just decided to watch them now again. Really, really like uh, it a lot. So moving into a couple of TV show reviews. We don't do these too often here, but we're going to go ahead and do one right here. Uh, it is, where can I, where's the picture? Okay, here we go. Defending Jacob, uh, so I'd say probably maybe most of you have seen at least an ad or two for this series, uh, but this is a good show. <laughs> this is a good show, guys. Uh, it's again on Apple TV+. Plus. This is one of their best things I think they have. It's an eight-part series, basically. Also, full spoilers. Watch out, guys. Or, I'm going to try not to spoil it too much, but I probably will, so just... You know, skip ahead a little bit if you don't want spoilers. Uh, but so basically, it talks about uh, this the kid uh, played by Jada Martell, which by the way he did a great job. Uh, he uh, he is accused of a murder in their town, and uh, the uh, Chris Evans character is the dad, and Michelle Dockery uh, is the uh, mom, and so it is about their struggle of him being accused, and then it's also about the like the case to try to find actually who did the murder and i think episodes one through seven are all really good and really intense i think the last episode is where things just got a little weird and like felt a little like stuff didn't really seem like it needed to be there but i mean it wasn't bad uh but yeah i think it's hard to describe it but you guys just gotta go watch this to actually experience it I think one problem I had with it is it wasn't a binge show. Like, it wasn't it wasn't uh, bingeable. Uh, like, well, like, 
Okay, so it was like a bingeable show. Like, I wanted to binge it, but I couldn't because they released the first three episodes uh, all at once the first week, and I caught on to it after the fourth episode came out, so I had four episodes to binge in a row, and that was one of the shows that I've, like, I don't do that a lot, but I binged all four, right, one another, like, four hours, and I think the show would have been better if it just released in eight hours, like, straight one after another, like Netflix does, uh, so that was one of my problems with the actual show, but that's a really small problem, because it doesn't even have to relate with the show, like, if you watch it now, they're all out, so you won't have to worry about, uh, like, not being able to binge it, but yeah, really good show. Eight and a half, maybe nine out of ten. I mean, Chris Evans is insane, uh, and obviously Michelle Dockery, amazing. Uh, I was a little confused with her character, kind of spoilers here, but like, she did some weird stuff in the last episode where she like, I think she, th yeah, she thought the son killed the person, but she didn't want to admit it, so that was weird. Uh, but yeah, and Jada Martell, one of the greatest young actor performances I've ever seen. Uh, so yeah. Definitely go watch this if you guys have Apple TV+. Plus. If not, you should probably get it to watch this and The Banker. Uh, moving on to another show. Again, a super old one. Agent Carter. Actually, it's not super old. So this season, or this episode, I watched this a long time ago. Well, not I watched this like a month ago, to be honest. And I just kind of forgot I watched it until I was writing the show notes. But uh, this is also the only poster I could find for the entire, like, series which is kind of sad but there you go there's the poster uh with agent carter herself so this show it's not very good i'm sorry it's it's okay there are definitely some highlights to it and it's on disney plus it's only two seasons because it got canceled after that but if you guys want to go watch it i think you should like if you like the marvel cinematic universe and you like agents of shield you should watch this uh it's just not great. Uh, obviously, it follows Agent Peggy Carter and what she was up to with, like, the SSR, uh, which later became S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's, like, it's hard. I don't, I don't even really remember the plot line super well. Like, the first season was definitely better because it was about Howard Stark and, like, the government wanted to find him and his tech was being stolen. I like that stuff. And I like Jarvis, who, yeah, you guys might be thinking Jarvis from the Cinematic Universe. No, the Jarvis who drives... Uh, who is, like, uh, the servant to, uh, uh, what is his name? Uh, uh, Howard Stark. There you go. Sorry. I, I forgot Tony Stark's dad's name. Uh, but yeah, he actually appeared in End Endgame, which was cool. Uh, so yeah. I think you guys should watch it, maybe. Like, if you like what you see, yeah, you could probably keep watching it. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, I don't think it was the best show. I think season one was definitely better than season two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was fun wasn't the best show probably a six and a half maybe seven six and a half out of ten probably uh moving on to another show kind of in the same realm of that our last uh thing we're gonna be talking about here agents of shield the final season uh or it is called the final mission as you can see there some people are calling it uh so i'm gonna assume most of you haven't seen the show uh but you guys should definitely watch it uh i think yeah i believe the entire thing is on netflix uh if you guys want to watch it uh, so we are only three episodes in, I believe, and yeah, I really like what what we're seeing. It basically goes back in time. It's like a uh, uh, time travel kind of thing, and it's really cool just to see the agents in like the 40s and uh, whatnot. And they went back into like the 50s, and seeing Agent Souza from Agent Carter was really cool. I hope we do see Peggy Carter, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
I really like this uh, this last season, what they're doing so far. Hopefully they keep this up. Uh, and it is really sad that this is the last season, because I do really like this show. Uh, and it's definitely one of the better shows on on TV nowadays. So yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm not going to give a rating, obviously, until the season is over. But yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. Uh, but yes, uh, so that is going to wrap it up for this week's Just the Stuff. Uh, I have one little thing here at the back end, uh, and I know y'all probably have been thinking about this just as much as I have. Uh, what is up with Vader's castle? James, you announced this thing like three months ago. Where is it? And yeah, I, I, I'm a, I apologize, guys. I just haven't made a video about it. There is, I am literally looking at it right now, and there's a lot of work done. Like, we have... Here we go. It's like, little tidbit for you guys. We almost have four base plates done at the mock. I mean, yeah, sort of. It's it's complicated, but yeah, we have a lot done. Uh, a lot more than you guys probably expect. Uh, and so yeah, I need to make a video soon. I've had some things that are complicating with my technology, so I've actually had a good reason why I haven't been able to film. But yeah, so I mean, definitely, like, it's coming, guys. It Trust me. Like, don't think the mock is canceled. It's coming. You, we just have to wait a little bit, but it'll happen. Uh, so yeah. With that, uh, thank you all for watching. Really appreciate it. If you stuck along this far, I appreciate you. Uh, if you are still here, check me out on Instagram in the description below. Check me out on Twitter. And check me out, obviously, here on YouTube. Drop a like. Drop a subscribe button if you are watching this on YouTube. If you are watching it on any other podcast streaming platform, please drop a review if that feature is available. That really helps the podcast in these uh, early days just get out there to people. Uh, yeah, so again... Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. My name is James. It has been a good time. Hope you all have a great day. Peace out, guys.